Hello, loud women. This is your host, Piney Gear, and also, of course, Roxy and Roxy. This month is November, and to me, as a North American, November means Thanksgiving and reasons to give thanks, reasons to be grateful, celebrating gratefulness. And I know it's kind of some weird times right now. There's a lot of weird, bad things happening in the world, and it's easy to get kind of down about it. It's easy to get angry about it, and it's actually okay, right? It's okay to get angry about it. In a way, it's like, how are you human if you don't feel something when you read the headlines? Um, but I think to avoid, you know, ultimate breakdown territory, it's good to remember there's lots to be grateful for. I'm grateful for loud women. I'm grateful for our sisterhood. I'm grateful for our LGBTQ community. I'm grateful for the outsiders and underdogs and everybody having their voice. And Loud Women Radio gives us that. So thank you for tuning in, being a loud woman with us. Thank you, Louder Than More Radio, for having us every month celebrating women who sit outside the borders, you know what I mean? So welcome to this month's Loud Women. Let's give thanks. gear that song is incredible isn't it i hadn't heard it actually before putting this show together and it was uh it's like what another banger from the powerhouse piney gear thank you very much 
Uh, hello, it's Emma Roxy, just popping in from a hotel room in Amsterdam where we're on tour with Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds to let you know what's coming up in this month's show of gratefulness. Uh, first up, we're going to join Piney on the road, uh, our little French dispatch. Uh, she's been on a uh, tour with Gaz Coombs, travelling through the highways and byways of France and wrapping our tongue around place names and bringing us a characteristically eclectic selection of tunes. She is a genius at that, so you're going to enjoy that. Uh, then I'm going to pop in with an interview with 80s anarchic punk supergroup Hagar the Womb to talk about all things uh, pink hair, uh, little venues and basically not giving a fuck as an older woman in music. And I was mildly intimidated and hugely inspired by them. Uh, we're going to be playing some tunes from their new EP, Hagitation. It was such a great chat. I loved it. They're amazing. And then to kind of wrap things up, we're going to be hearing from some of the bands that played the Loud Women birthday shows. Um, amazing gigs with tons of just incredible bands. Um, and we got some of these bands to tell us what they're grateful for at the moment and playing some of their excellent songs so that'll be kind of closing us out for this month so it's absolutely jam-packed and then we'll be back next month with a christmas show i guess what and so okay let's not think about that it's, it's still november people even though i heard all i want for christmas is you Shh. yesterday in a taxi come on people let me decompress from Halloween already. Anyway, right, without further ado, here's Piney on the road to Rouen. Sorry, I couldn't resist, darling. Thanks, Loud Women. Love you. Bye. Hello and welcome to Loud Women. I am your host, Piney Gear, and this month I'm coming at you from La Rochelle in France. I am in a really stunning venue, which, forgive my French, is La Serene or Sirene, uh, um, L A S I R E with a thingy over it, N E. So, French fans, please tell me how to say that correctly. I love your beautiful language. And I'm sorry I butcher it. I do my best. Um, yeah, so I'm here with Gaz Coombs and we're going to be supporting Teenage Fan Club, which I'm really excited about. Um, teenage me would be beside myself knowing about to share a stage with them. And uh, supporting us is Sweet Babu. So if any of you know my album, You Are Here, you'll know Sweet Babu did a duet with me. So it's a bit of a reunion of sorts. Very excited about that. So I'm killing a little time in the dressing room, as uh, we often do on tour, right, Roxy and Roxy? <laughs> so uh, I was looking through the program for this beautiful venue, and I have to say, it was a sort of sea container warehouse that's been converted into 
a stunning venue. The basement has studios in it and a beautiful sea view. And then the, the middle floor has a very chic bar that has DJs and stuff. And then the top floor is where the venue is. And playing the venue later in the month is Dream Wife and Lambrini Girls, which is a real breath of fresh air. I mean, they're definitely loud women veterans. So I think to celebrate that, let's play a little Dream Wife and a little Lambrini Girls. Enjoy.
Hello, we love Rooney Girls, and this is our music video for Boys in the Band. Trigger warning, this song is about abuse on the music scene. The reason why we have a problem with abusers on our scene is because people don't call out your mates. And if you don't call out your mates, it perpetuates their behaviour because they have no fucking consequence. So call out your mates, don't be traumatised victims, and have the awareness to make sure you're looking out for others. Throughout the UK, only between 1 to 8 percent of all sexual assault cases get can end up in conviction. So it's more important than ever that we all look after each other rather than rely on police because they don't care. Don't be a dickhead. This song's called Boys in the Bad. Hello loud women, I hope you enjoyed the stylings of yours truly, Piney Gear, with Sweet Babu and our duet called Variety Show, followed by Dream Wife, followed by Lambrini Girls, and um, that kind of sums up last night in a nutshell, and today I'm in a new town called Torquois, and um, I, I discovered Google Pronounce. And that's actually how you say it. So I'm very proud to have figured that out. And you don't have to suffer through my attempt at bad French. <laughs> um, tonight I'm in a place called Le Grand Mix, which is a, another very beautiful venue. I have to say, I think 
Europe and France in particular really do have some really lovely smaller indie venues that are very well maintained and welcoming and so it's great to be here and um, I, I like when I'm in a venue to look at the posters in the hall and I discovered I discovered a new band that I'd never heard of called <clears throat> Michelle and Les Garçons. So I'm going to play you a track from her called Bizarre.
so that was Michelle and Le Garçons. What a good discovery in um, the venue Le Grand Mix in Tarquin. So I did a little research about this town and um, it's on the border very nearly with Belgium. And um, I guess the nearest big city is Lille, which is in France. Um, and I've been walking around the halls, just exploring a little bit while the guys are setting up all the gear. And um, there's these beautiful tapestries with unicorns all over them. And I'm looking at one right now. It's got unicorns and an owl. And yeah, I think it's really cute. And somebody spent a long time doing it because it's intricately needlepointed. Um, I don't know if y'all have ever tried to needlepoint anything. I find it really pleasing, like a meditation, because you have to concentrate so hard to do it right that you can't think about anything else. Like if you've had a bad day or something, it's, it's all out the window if you're needlepointing. So I think whoever made this unicorn tapestry probably was having a very zen time with all the details and stuff. So I'm going to play a little magical unicorny track for you now. This is um, In Heaven There Is No Heat by Lavender Diamond.
Hello, loud women. This is Piney Gear coming at you from Bordeaux, and、um, I've never been here before. And I have to say, I really feel like I'm on the set of the French Dispatch. It would not surprise me one bit if Wes Anderson spent a lot of time here when he was putting that film together. It's got such beautiful French charm, and、um, yeah, I highly recommend a visit. To celebrate that, I'm going to play a little Francoise Hardy for you. Bonsoir. Who 
doesn't love a bit of chanteusing from Francoise Hardy? I don't know if chanteusing is a verb, but it is now. <laughs> anyway, uh, the gig tonight is in a rock school, which is kind of cool because when we came in to sound check or this afternoon, there were loads of bands practicing and you could walk down the practice room hallways and hear all the different music coming from the different rooms. And I have to say, French just do garage rock so well. It sounded so cool. It was such a cacophony of cool um, that it made me want to play a little bit of um, garage rock for you, French garage rock. So here's April March followed by Stereo Total. Enjoy.
How are you faring today? Um, I've been in a van for so many hours, I'm starting to forget what life is like when you're not in a van for six to eight hours a day. <laughs> today was a very long trip to Rouen, uh, which there were a lot of road to Rouen jokes, waka waka. We got to the stunning venue next to the river with beautiful views, and it's like raining and sunny. 
So there's rainbows everywhere, which just makes me feel pride for my community and my friends. And um, it's called Le 106. And I was looking through the program here, like who's played at Le 106? And last week, I can see that Big Joni played here with support from Fräulein. And uh, they are, of course, loud women favorites. So I'm going to give them a spin now. Enjoy.
don't care. Um, yeah, yes, actually, don't we? Because I'm very sad because I've just dyed mine purple. So, oh, <laughs> I'm not we would all have pink hair. Oh, wow. But it's Lorna's, Lorna's is pinkly purpley, isn't it, Ruth? Wouldn't you say? I say Cerise. Cerise, oh, <laughs> very specific. And Lorna is an artist, so you should be more specific with her. I thought Lorna was joining us. Where is Lorna? I am. Lorna here. is there. Oh, hello, yeah. Lorna. We're just discussing your hair color. <laughs> is it pink or is it Cerise? Ruth says it's Cerise. It's um, a mixture of fire and pillar box red. Oh, there we are. That doesn't sound very pink. No. You've got the hag t-shirt I want, Lorna. Yeah. Lorna's wearing a, another, I mean, I'm going to say it's pink, but maybe it's not pink because I'm... <laughs> yeah, it is. We have to be careful with our pink, pink so might we'll be fire, red or <laughs> This is going to be our new colour, though. We discussed having a, a new colour hag t-shirt yesterday because we sold out of the um, prints on black that we originally had. And uh, yeah, Lorna had this made up especially, and we love it so much. Um, we think it should be the new run. I love it. Yeah. Yes, it's excellent. Yeah, silver, sparkly silver print on pink. I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> In fact, we're envious, aren't we, Karen? We both we are. really ripped yeah. it off her, but we're far no, too we do. Well, thanks for being here. Are you all exhausted? Yes. Yeah, it's silly because it's just one gig. It's not even a tour, but it kind of wipes out the next day when you're elderly. Well, <laughs> was it Hitchin? It was, yeah. Great. It was really good and it's not far from London, but it's so nice getting out and it's such a lovely venue. And then we hear it's under attack and it might get closed mm -hmm. down. So we feel we've only just discovered it. I was there last year for the first time and and then it might not be there next year. So, yeah, but it was such a lovely gig. Um, it was definitely worth feeling a bit ropey the day after. Oh, I love those ones. Yeah. <laughs> the people of Hitchin are very friendly and lovely. So it was a really nice atmosphere. Yeah. The gig. Oh, good. Supportive, safe. I find these... Uh these kind of women-led gigs are the way to go at the moment they always feel yeah so it's not it was different because it, it wasn't um like loud women the week before mm. and those gigs have a completely different atmosphere I right. think and actually we could really compare couldn't we and we were saying so yesterday the difference between a loud woman style gig and a, a sort of normal gig <laughs> where you just have like loads of bands and there's no particular focus or anything. So it's usually sort of more sort of male bands. Mm. And we could really sort of compare, although the crowd was so lovely yesterday and we were all there for a specific person, um, a commemoration of, of his life, basically. So it was a really great crowd. But the inclusivity and the friendliness and the safe all these things that you don't really feel that you need at a gig but when you have them they're just amazing and you really feel that um and that's what we get from loud women i know i'm just talking about me and maybe elona and karen will jump in with something else but i love 
the Loud Women Festival for that reason. And any Loud Women gig is, is the same. No, because we were reminiscing on the way home on the train about some of the conditions we experienced when we were younger punks back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And, you know, feeling quite threatened on stage and, and you know, being chased away after gigs and things like that. And the difference about what it's like now. But even within that, I think the Loud Women gigs are probably one of our safest and happiest gigs to play. They're absolutely lovely. And also just a great way to discover new bands and young mm. bands. I think that was one of the things I loved most about Loud Women Fest was that most of the bands I'd never seen play before. And they were fabulous, like Red Stains. Oh, my memory's terrible, but all of the bands we played with, we absolutely loved playing with them and meeting them and... No, it was, it was great. And we've got some new Instagram followers and now we're following them. And so the connections, it builds up as well as seeing them live. And, you know, now you would know then that if you wanted to play a gig with the, with these other bands, you know, you would know they were there. So it was lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, there was a guy that I met who was doing the merch at the festival and he said, the good thing about Loud Women is they never book a bad band. And that was so, every single mm. band there was... So I don't know how they do it. I really don't know how they do it um, because it's all sorts of um, it's sort of musical genres, if mm. if you like. Mm. It's all ages from us down to sort of, oh, my <laughs> God, one of the bands, didn't they have like a, a the drummer was like a 13-year-old or something? Um, but, yeah, so it's like all ages. And it's I don't know how they do it, but they pinpoint um, with – sort of almost deadly accuracy on just really exciting, great sounding bands who have a real presence about them. And they do this week after week. So not just the festival, but I don't know, they must have in the old days, it used to be a Rolodex, didn't it? Where you just had all the details <laughs> of all the, but um, that loud woman uh, Rolodex or whatever it is in the modern age, I really am showing my Probably age. Probably an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Contactless. Um, it must be heaving because it, it's just spectacular how many connections they've made and all the bands they can bring forth at any given moment. Uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I was thinking that because I was, uh, I've, I've been just putting these shows together for not very long and this is all very DIY so I hope it turns out all right but um I was I've been like you know I'll get all the bands together who um who played at the birthday parties and that'll be good I'll I'll ask them if they if they want to do something for this show and uh that's I mean that's quite a lot of bands already mm. and and then I kind of was looking at the at what what Cassie is already doing with with uh, with new bands and more bands and more bands and more bands and I've got that kind of like uh patriarchal mindset where I'm like there can't be that many girls doing music <laughs> and just just absolutely tons and it's so it's all such good stuff like you say there's all there's all the genres all the ages all the like different kind of sounds and everything and it's 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 so refreshing because we're old we have the ability to sort of look back over the years and just compare and it's just so lovely now to be in an atmosphere where there are so many people like you even though they might be younger or um, look a bit different or whatever but they still have that DIY spirit they still have that you know we can do this we can do anything spirit and we didn't really have people that we uh, could resonate with in that respect, uh, there weren't lots of people around us doing the same thing who looked like us. Um, 
who were women, basically. <laughs> and it, now it's just absolutely wonderful. Like we tried for ages to get a female drummer and we just couldn't find a female drummer back then. Oh. And now every other band has a female drummer. And I must admit, I have drum envy and I look on in, not that we need to replace our drummer, <laughs> no, no. who is absolutely fine, but, you know, they seem to fall off the trees now. And yet, where were they? And it's just, I think, so many women feeling or girls feeling they're able to get behind a kit and drum now whereas we you know we couldn't find one for love or money when when we were around in the early 80s. I read that one of the reasons that you formed was to give women a voice in the scene in the punk scene and um, I was thinking that that's it really is the same reason that Cassie set up Loud Women was to give women in music to not just be the token band on the bill. Mm -hmm. 20 years apart and although things are like better you know there's there's more female drummers or or that kind of thing there still seems to be a massive need to have what Cassie's doing oh no definitely and it is one of the reasons why we formed was because we saw so many people at Wapping Anarchy Centre and places like that forming new bands but yes, they all—they were all men. And we just thought, well, why can't we do it? Mm. And, you know, we got a lot of derision, a lot of criticism, but we also got a lot of support as well. But I think we would have found it even so much easier if we'd had someone like Cassie and Loud Women around then, because, you know, a lot of people called us silly little girls and things like that and took the piss out of us. And, you know, and we were very, very inexperienced. We didn't know how to play any songs. We had no real idea. But I think we faced a lot more critique and a lot more scrutiny than male bands that started yeah. in the same way. Absolutely. And, I, and no no one called them silly little boys, did they, when they were all okay. starting out? <laughs> and, yeah. and we had a lot of focus on our looks and what we wore, you know, which they, you know, um, it didn't sort of translate over to any other side. It, it was just very... Yeah, we felt embattled sometimes, really, although, like Karen correctly points out, there were some really lovely people. And it was a time when we were supposed to be very inclusive because mm -hmm. we'd all developed these public consciousness, sort of, you know, these reasons, these things to protest and object about. And the way women was treated and women's place in society was definitely there. Mm. And so we had all these men sort of wearing this hat of sort of social consciousness for the first time and trying to sort of grapple with these issues. But they were sort of finding their way. They weren't fully fledged. And now I think, you know, society as a whole has really moved on, um, men included. But, yeah, the fact that Cassie and, and the rest of Loud Women still need to um, jump up and down and say, we're here as well. Look what we're doing. And there are other people like Gail, something else, who does the... Um, sort of festival side of things and she's done wonderful work as well for outdoor festivals to say you know mm. where's the representation um but you know it it needs to it still needs to be done doesn't it Desire, 
But what I like about lab women and girls, something else things is that you're going to a lineup that is actually fabulous. You're not going there just to support more women in music or, you know, cause it's a worthy thing. You also know it's a really great lineup. And another thing that I love with lab women is I live in Brighton and being a London band when we started and obviously everyone else apart from me and Paul live in London, it is really great to see, you know, lab women go out, you know, around around the country and things like that, because it does really mean a lot that you don't have just to go to London to form a band and things like that. And they do a lot in Brighton and Hastings, but, you know, around the country and, and also represent um, bands from across the world as well. And that, so I just think that's a really good thing as well. Although we formed in London, we are very London centric still. You know, it's not the be all and end all. And, you know, that's why it was even nice to go somewhere like Kitchen, which I've never been before and realised what a lovely venue that was. And, you know, very sadly, as we've said, under the threat of closure, and we need to save venues like that because who knows how many bands have started in venues like that. And also, I mean, I went to the Docklands this a this, uh, couple of days ago and we formed in the Wapping Anarchy Centre, which was, it was, was in East London. It's also just really disheartening to realise how many venues and squatted venues and things like that. They used to be in London and probably replicated across the country mm. that are now luxury flats, gyms, things like that. And so anything like Lab Women, where there is more live music, more encouraging people buying music and things like that has to be a really amazing thing. And also you never know what's going to be generated from it because I was reading a Facebook post that reminded me recently of there used to be a venue used to go to around Elephant Castle and we saw a band called Kirkle play there who then the singer of that turned out to be Bjork. And so from these incredibly small venues, you know, not only do you have a massive growth of DIY bands, but you also get, you know, incredible people like Bjork. And you could see even at that point what an amazing performer she was, but you wouldn't have known that she was then going to turn into, you know, an international superstar that she was.
so you have a new album out, Agitate. Am I saying it right? Yeah, that's a spin on Agitate. <laughs> Good, yeah. We started putting an H in front of things. Um, um, but Agitate, um, yeah, that that was just before Lorna came on board. So Lorna joined us um, very recently. Oh, wow. And, Hi, Lorna. Yeah, <laughs> and she picked up... Um, guitar for us because she's a bass player in her other band Rabies Babies in mm-hmm. fact you can say all this but if I could just quickly say the reason why we thought of Lorna when we need because we're all original members of the band from the 1980s which is amazing when you think that's 40 plus uh, 40 or so years ago now um, and you see so many bands who've reformed but maybe there's just one band member in them yeah. but we have all of ours, but our guitarist left uh, very recently, our original bassist turned guitarist, so still in the band from the beginning, Steph. And Lorna had leapt about to us in the 80s. Um, so it's almost as good as Lorna. You weren't quite on the stage, but you were certainly next to it, and that counts hugely. <laughs> and so it felt like family, really, to ask Lorna and this wonderful woman dedicated herself to learning guitar which she'd never done before just so she could step in and play with us absolutely amazing I'd never have done it Lorna how did you do that Lorna how did you do that I think I wouldn't do it for any other band I think it was um like when I was a teenager How Got the Wind were my favorite band and I think as well what what Ruth and Karen were saying earlier um you at that time you never saw people like you doing a thing and I really really identified with Ruth and Karen and and Hagar the Womb and just really it felt like it was people it was like me it was like seeing me rather than seeing at that time whenever you saw girls doing anything on stage they were either really polished or you know like blondie or something like really um, you know, I love Blondie, but I'm not anything like Blondie. I never saw people that made me think I could do that. I I could be in that band, and so I always really loved Hag of the Womb, and and that's why like, when they said join, I was like, yeah, of course I'll learn guitar, and I did spend a long time learning. <laughs> that must have been so exciting to be invited by your like yeah totally. So the when I first came across Huggle the Room, um, I've got a brother that's a year older than me. And we'd always do, when we were teenagers, we'd try and find the most obscure record and bring it home and sort of show <laughs> off to each other. And he came home with the Word of the Womb EP <laughs> and put it on. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my God, I love this. And totally stole it off him and played it all the time. So when Ruth and Karen got in touch with me and asked me to join, the first thing I did was text my brother going, you'll never <laughs> guess what. <laughs> I did not know that, Lorna. That's I didn't know that either. <laughs>
I even when I was a teenager, I had um, like a homemade shirt with with Hagar the Room written on the back that I'd made <laughs> when I was about 17. Truly, that has to be the new T-shirt. Uh, yeah. Have you still got it? No, I wish I did. Oh. I'd love to. It was just like in marker pen, you know, teenage homemade shirts. It was that. But funnily enough, Lorna did draw the inside of Hagitate. So when oh. you open up the CD, there's a, like a pencil style drawing of us on stage with our old guitarist. And Lorna drew that because she's fantastic with a pencil oh. as well as a guitar and a bass and a ukulele and whatever else violin um, you play. Lorna. Flute. <laughs> yeah, flute as well. <laughs> yeah. She's too talented to be well, too musical to be with us. <laughs> and so with Hagitate, did you write it together then, the 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 with Lorna as well, or or was no, that, no, that it Lorna was before came? I joined. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay, okay. Yeah. And did you? How did you? How did you do it then? Did you get together? Do you all write? Because there's quite a few of you, isn't there? So yeah, there's, yes. there's six of us. <laughs> So when we go on stage and we say we have a collective age of 360, it's divided <laughs> by six, even though obviously it sounds like a very, very large number. But in fairness, there are six of us, um, not three. Otherwise, we would be in trouble. Um, yeah, it's it's whoever wants to write um, will come up or feels passionately about something like, I guess, in all other bands, it must be that way. I, I'd imagine I don't know any other way of doing it. Um, than someone just getting upset about something or just wanting to get the word out on something, mm. um, writing. And what's what's been really nice is Karen and Lorna, it used to be the boys in the band that, uh, or one in particular that did a lot of writing and I did quite a lot as well. And Karen and Lorna have really come to the fore. So we've, we've sung Lorna's new song for the first, no, for the second time yesterday. Uh, that was such a proud moment and um we Lovely. start off our set with karen's first song for us <laughs> and that that's always been a great sort of starter to get everyone in the mood that's that's the idea behind it so everyone just chips in but it's really nice that we've sort of girls collectively and without any prescription or any sort of um, you know singling us out in particular have have sort of put pen to paper and composed a lot more too many questions Digging deep for answers Internal self-inspection What, what, what will I find? Don't know where I am going Not sure where I have been And how should I feel? What, what, what have I seen?
compared to the the kind of original stuff it still feels like it's full of that urgency and frustration so it's not it, i mean it's a slightly different sound kind of a bit more polished maybe but it still <laughs> feels like there's a lot to be said which was i was you know i was listening to it and i was like yeah yeah visible women yeah i think sadly there's still a lot to get across about i've just yeah. written a song called mother that we're about we're kind of rehearsing as well and it's about the frustration of being at work and realizing that one of the male bosses i was around didn't want to consider interviewing a woman for a job because she had been looking after children for the last 10 years and i was so home Crosser went home and wrote a song called Motherfucker. It's not called Motherfucker anymore. It's called something <laughs> else. I think it's called Mother of All Mothers. But it was just like that absolute fury of excluding. It, it, it's more fun than it sounds, but it's about the fury of women being excluded because of the prejudice, you know, that's still around them. And I suppose now what we're experiencing is a different kind of frustration in that it's the frustration of older women but also at the same time, it's really good and liberating being an older woman on stage because you don't really give a fuck anymore. <laughs> What's lovely is that when we get off stage, we get younger women coming up and saying what an inspiration we are um, because of our age and that we're still up there doing it, you know. And and it's lovely because we didn't really have that. We had Vice versa from the Poison Girls when we were younger, but you cast around and you wouldn't really find anyone else sort of out there that I can remember that we're all inspired by as a sort of you know someone that we could just not exactly look up to but look at what they were doing and just think wow I'd love to be able to do that or still do that you know and I wrote Visible Women it was supposed to be called Invisible Women um, but it was um, a comment that someone had said to me who was a bit older than I am and I'm about to get my bus pass for my 60th birthday um, next month and she was a little bit older and she was really upset that um, she was now seen or not seen she was invisible no one was really taking any notice of her whereas when she was younger and she still had what she called her looks it was a whole different ball game um, and I just thought you don't need looks if, if you've never sort of used all of this as a crutch when you were younger then you'd realize you you don't need all that and so if it's gone when you're older it doesn't matter so it was all about saying well actually no we're not invisible we are very much visible and it's a it's a benefit not a you know, something to look down on oh yeah well, I was speaking to Shirley from Garbage and she said the same thing she was like it's absolutely fucking brilliant being this <laughs> I oh, I love Shirley. I love oh, it as, because we can get away with so much. If we fuck up on stage now, we just go, oh, old memory loss. Who cares? <laughs> and we just, yeah, it's like exactly like Karen said. It's like a fuck you. We don't give a fuck. And mm -hmm. it just feels like we can get away with it to the extent, you know, to uh, in, in a way that we couldn't in our 20s and in our teens the first time round. Um, and we were really criticised if, you know, we were known for fucking up and actually we still are, but people <laughs> take it <laughs> with a, I don't know, they, they just sort of take it as part and parcel of us. Whereas in our younger years, we had the fingers pointed us, at us quite a lot. You know, we weren't serious. We were silly, etc. Um, And it was just another sort of arrow that they could aim at us. Yeah. But now, yeah, like Karen said, it's just fuck it. It's wonderful. <laughs> So it's like it's like the punk sensibility reborn. It's like yeah. 
but I think with a lot more conviction with yeah. the benefit of um, having gone through a lifetime of experience I think it gives us that you know because it feels like you know we've seen so much and done so much and now we're in the position to turn back and look back and we've got all of that behind us now you know to to be able to say fuck it with conviction I, I think as well um when you're young I mean maybe because of the time of when we were younger because it was mainly men in bands and there was hardly any any girls in bands or whatever you sort of um you always felt like you had to have validation of the guys oh yeah because they they like owned the scene or whatever so if men didn't approve of what you were doing then you sort of I suppose took notice of them mm. and now we're older I don't give a shit if <laughs> if guys don't like what I'm doing that's up to them I really don't care at all and I think that's something you get with being older is you actually don't care what men think about you or say but then I think maybe that's because we're of a certain era and I think younger women now I think have got that already they they care less about what men think about them now so um that's good for them they could they're just going to be on fire by the time they're our age aren't they Oh God, can you imagine what the menstrual cramps will be like in their 60s? <laughs> and also I think there was very one again, the reason why things like loud women are so amazing is that we used to get told repeatedly first time round that we were only on the bill because all oh, we needed to be seen to have someone with women in. Yeah. You know, we were very much treated as the token oh, you know, they're a bit stupid and they don't know how to play their instruments, but we should have some, you know, we should have some women on stage. And it was very grudging. Sometimes, sometimes it wasn't, and lots of, and there were lots of men in bands who were very supportive and lovely. But there was also, we did get told repeatedly that they only had us on because they they should. And now there's that kind of sense. Well, you know, fuck it, we can just go and arrange our own gigs. We can do what we want now. We don't have to have this kind of quota and lineups. We don't have to do things like that. You're not the token band, and things like that. And so I think it's just amazing things like Loud Women and anything else that makes the punk scene and music scene more diverse is fantastic yeah i mean i think that like <laughs> it sort of feels like women are best place to have to kind of lead the punk thing anyway because we're always trampled on and we're we're <laughs> super angry all the time so it's like what shouldn't we be the ones deciding who gets to do the you know the 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 lineup yeah i think it's also just really helped I and mean, invigorated the punk scene like places like rebellion by having rebellion introducing and just much more diverse more lgbtq mm. bands people of color all those kind of things i think it's, it's gone away from the very stale old white people mm. it, you know we are old and white but you know the much more diverse range i think it has really invigorated the scene and made it so much different and so much more exciting and you're not just going along to see bands that you've seen you know for 40 years who haven't changed yeah it's really I'm and you know I, I think that's the most exciting thing about playing in bat in the band now is who else do you get to see when you play a gig now yeah. who else do you get to meet yeah yeah exactly i really loved at the the birthday the loud women birthday party i really loved twat union oh, i thought they were brilliant yeah. they were so good and that was their third gig i can't even believe what? that it was their third gig they were so excellent mm. i really want to 
just see them loads and loads because they they're only going to get better aren't they and they were so amazing on their third gig 30th uh, of november lorna album launch oh. see you there oh. <laughs> the 30th of november. i feel like i should know that the 30th of <laughs> oh where is it do you know where yeah I do, not off the top of my head, but it's somewhere in East London and I'll, I'll find it and let you know. Ooh. Yeah, probably around the corner from you, Lorna. Right. <laughs> and where are you guys playing next? Brighton. Um, yes, Brighton. It's a hometown gig for me. Oh. Finally, I don't have to go up. We're playing a daytime gig on the 12th of November at the Prince Albert. And so it's a very exciting one. It's a kind of, there seems to be a kind of movement of Sunday afternoon gigs, particularly in Brighton. I think it's because there's a realisation you can go home and have a roast dinner afterwards. And so, yeah, 12th of November with the daffodildos and something that has MDM in it. Okay. I've seen the initials in the message. I can edit that in. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. The daffodildos are amazing and they're headed by the wonderful Emily Flea, who did something like four different sets and different bands at, at Rebellion and we're in awe of her stamina. That. So, yeah, that's on next gig. 12th of November, the Prince Albert Brighton. Amazing. So uh, because this is so DIY, I don't have a fancy Zoom account. So I have five <laughs> minutes and 56 seconds left. Oh, my God, we've done well. We, we have done well. <laughs> I could do this all evening, but I am aware as well that you have another uh Karen at least has something else to do. I've got to go and talk to my daughter. She's in her second year at uni at Sheffield. And so I need to talk to her. All oh, right. Okay. So just Which before be very... it's it's Thanksgiving, obviously. Uh this it'll be this month when we do the show. I'm wasting time because I know I've only got five minutes. I'm like, I don't know how to speak anymore. <laughs> oh, I understand that completely. Well, yeah. What we thought we would do is we would ask people what they were thankful for. So we're giving it a little bit of a spin and we're we're going with a giving thanks kind of theme so hags what would you like to give thanks for <laughs> wow i got it out <laughs> i think i'd like to give thanks for growing into being a hag because it's lovely we've got these hag t-shirts now and we've got the oldness <laughs> the elderliness to merit them <laughs> that sounds a bit trivial doesn't it but oh. i do generally give thanks to 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 being older because i think there's a lot of people dread getting older and every time they pass another decade they just have this sinking feeling that their life's passing them by and i've i've loved sort of my 50s and and my 40s getting back in the band and and doing other things as well and i'm really looking forward to my 60s um especially with my bus pass i can't wait Oh, stop it about your bus pass. Right now, if we don't get one till 65, show off. Yeah. So this is this is the, the nature of our arguments at the moment. If <laughs> I get my free bus pass five years earlier than residents of Brighton. Um, but that's what I, I give thanks for right now. Thank you, Ruth. Lorna? I, don't, I suppose just being in Hag on the Womb, that's right. like a... It's, I keep thinking that one day I'll wake up and and it will just be a dream or I've been living this illusion and it's not really true. If I could have gone back and told my teenage self that I would be in Hagar the Womb, I'd just have been oh. screaming for like five days That's straight right. in with excitement. And it's been such a brilliant experience. Like everyone in the band is so lovely and 
I feel really um, like I've known everyone for years now. It's I feel really like I fit and I really have enjoyed it so much being part of such a brilliant band. Beautiful. Lorna, you were the only person that we thought of. We never thought of anyone oh. else when Steph left. There wasn't anyone else you on our list. You were the obvious person. You were the <laughs> yeah. obvious person. And every single member of the band, and we argue like hell, but we every do. single <laughs> member of the band said yes straight away. So, Oh, yeah. I love it. Good, Karen, you've got 30 seconds, go. Okay. <laughs> two gigs yeah, in eight days and seeing about a hundred different lovely people and thinking about those who've gone like Mark Astronaut and those of us who are still lucky enough to still get the chance to get up and play. And we were saying at his gig, we hope he could see us up in the sky celebrating his life. Beautiful. Well, thank uh, you so much for talking to me. That was really great. Well, lovely well, to meet you. you. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. Well, um, have a lovely rest of your evening. Thank you. Um, enjoy, thank you. Enjoy the gig in Brighton. Thank you. I've already forgotten the date. Thirty was it the thirtieth of twelfth of November. God, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sunday matinee. Sunday oh, matinee. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hello, this is Cassie Fox here at Louder in HQ and I am so thankful to all of the wonderful volunteers who make up the Louder Women community. We're run not-for-profit, everyone who volunteers to organise and promote our gigs and festivals, write for our music blog, review records, review live shows and of course the amazing team of Piney Gear and the Roxies who run this fantastic radio show now. Everyone does this for free in their spare time, fitting in time between their jobs, their bands, their musical projects, their families, all of the millions of calls on, on all of our time. But they do it all for the love of new music and the sisterly solidarity. And I am hugely grateful to each and every one of our fantastic international Louder in team, which spans the globe. We have team members in the UK, USA, mainland Europe and Australia. Um, and of course, if anyone's listening and thinking this sounds like a fun team, you are very right. So please do get involved. Email me at um, cassie at loudwomen.org or find us on socials at loudwomen. Inbox me. Um, I'll, um, I'll get back to you. Anyway, thanks so much, Team Loud Women. I love you. Uh, the track I would love to hear is one of my favourite songs uh, by one of the most, I think, anyway, inspirational women of our lifetime. This is 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. bed and I stumble to the kitchen pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping out on the streets the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five working nine to five
for cranberry juice, cystitis relief pouches, and hot water bottles. (laughs) We're also super thankful for the amazing champions of DIY grassroots music cultures. Loud Women took a punt and booked us to play their eighth birthday party when we had only literally done one gig. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had an amazing time playing alongside Loud Women legends, I Doris and Hagar the Womb, and felt so inspired by all the amazing female and non-binary talent who rocked the heck out of the hope and Mm -hmm. anchor. Also big thanks to the Jazz Live SE5 at the Crypt in Camberwell, who have been a massive support to us since we began at the start of this year. We started as a joke, but Russell took (laughs) us silly feminist chaos seriously and we will be forever grateful to them and just everything they've done for seven mad feminist cats from Camberwell (laughs) from Camberwell we filmed our music video for our first single at the crypt on Monday (laughs) (laughs) the track is called UTI and it is out towards the end of the month we can't wait for you to hear it you're in retraction infection (laughs) (laughs) the track that you're about to hear is a live recording of our song called Who Moved the Towel Mm. recorded at one of our shows at Off the Cuff in Herne Hill. Hope you like it. Thank you. Who moved the towel? Who moved the towel? Who moved the towel? Period sex. Who moved the towel? Who moved the towel? Who moved the towel? Period sex. Who moved the towel? Who moved the 
Hey, this is Jojo and Ryland from Jojo and the Teeth. And this November, we are most thankful for uh, five years together as a band. Um, 
We're thankful that we found each other in the first place. It was a highly unlikely union of souls. Um, yeah, we're still at it. Five years later, uh, we're working on a new record. We're just thankful that we can still stand each other and that we're still making some good tunes. Uh, what are you most thankful for, Rye? Yeah, I'm thankful for all the, all the people putting on these wicked shows, cool venues, cool people coming out, supporting music. It's just like, it's fun going out, meeting all these weirdos that are like you and... Yeah, I just can't wait to do more of it.
Hi, this is Maita, and this month I'm thankful to get to travel all across the UK and Europe playing music.
this is Natalie from the Red Stains, and I'm thankful for B&M Bargains. Because where else am I going to get cheap wax melts? Where else am I going to write songs about? It's the institution that is holding this shithole of a country together. And the song that we'd like to pick is X-Ray Specs, Gemfrey Adolescence. <laughs> And this month we're grateful for everyone who's shown support on our most recent music. Thank you so much. Make a little noise, play with other boys, don't throttle your toys. See you over there, great day death stead, dwelling like a kid. You're trying to make a scene. 
but you disapprove of me. I'm sorry, it's just my God. Come